For our Community Stories segment today, I've got a very special guest this morning, longtime community member Dave Braveheart. He's the guy who heads the Makato Wasipi Powwow, and he's been crucial to reconciliation efforts. He was recently diagnosed with ALS. And he and his wife, Sarah, are here this morning to talk about the work he's done, how ALS is impacting he and his family, and how people can help. And so we want to welcome this morning, we have Dave. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Thanks for inviting and take the time to visit with us. And Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning. I understand you guys have been married for a little while, a few years. We have. We've been together 21 years. And you've been a big part of the community, both of you, uh, for quite a while. But we were chatting before we got on the air. This is not your hometown, but you have purposely made it your hometown. Tell me a little about where you came from and how you ended up here in Mankato. Well, we uh, moved here from Rapid City, South Dakota in 2011. And, uh, yeah, we were intentional about where we wanted to move to here in Minnesota. And Sarah was... uh, really instrumental in that. We did a lot of research about where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do, and we knew uh, from previous visits to the Mankato powwow that uh, Mankato was a great place. And we we researched the reconciliation work that's being done and really wanted our family to be able to be part of that reconciliation work. Dave's ancestry um, is Dakota and Lakota, and he has ancestors who um, were part of the Dakota conflict in 1862. And I have ancestors who were settlers and soldiers during that conflict. And so we felt like what an amazing community and opportunity for our kids to grow up in, not only because of the reconciliation work that they would be able to be part of, but also because of all the other great parts of, of Mankato. Did you immediately become involved with the powwow when you came to town? Then you It sounds very intentional, Sarah, like you said, to move here because of the history here. And when you came to town, I don't know, what did you come for a job at first? Or what really, I mean, besides the powwow and what's going on here brought you here? Yeah, I, you know, I work uh, remotely, so I already had a job here. But, oh. we, you know, and, and I'm still doing the same thing. So, yeah, I got involved right away, and uh, I knew my... My good friend, late friend, uh, Mr. Dave Larson, was the chair of the power at the time. And uh, his wife, uh, Valerie, was also involved. So it had a quick connection there. And so I got involved right away, and uh, the doors were wide open, and I appreciated being part of it. How long was the powwow around before you actually came and started getting involved? You mentioned that you'd come here before, so obviously you knew about it. Well, um, I came in on the 42nd year, but we were here in uh, uh, 99, 2000, and uh, during that time after we had met in a couple of years there, we came here to the Pawa. It was pretty amazing. And so you've continued that work since then, and I'm sure you've met some amazing people through the years. Well, when I got involved with the Pawa, I met uh, Bud Lawrence right away. Oh, everybody knows Bud. He was yeah, a friend Bud, up here, too. He took me under his wing right away. He said, hey, you're a native. You need, we need you here. So um, the following year, I was a treasurer. And then uh, Dave Larson uh, stepped down because uh, he was having some health issues. And uh, the committee voted me uh, to chair. Uh-huh. And um, 
I guess I've been in a chair ever since. So, really? You've been that long, huh? So you're talking yeah. almost 20 years or um, not quite? But going on, I think, 10 years. Okay, nine, so a, long, years, a decade? Uh, yeah. I, was, I never thought of being a chair for that long. But just, I have an awesome community. That's I can't take credit for the total success of the power, but the community has been phenomenal. How have things changed through the, the time you've been involved since you first came from Mankato? Do you feel like relations have improved because it's all about reconciliation? Have you noticed? I mean, do you feel like there was tensions? Do you feel like things have improved? Or I guess what is the barometer that you use to, to determine? Yeah, that's a good question. And, uh, yeah, I've met some really awesome people in the community, but introduced me to the people at uh, District 77 who was a part of the powwow and uh, the city council leaders and, and so on. So the uh, the people have been, uh, you know, op- open doors, you know, and uh, they welcomed me <laughs> in, you know, yeah. yeah. So you felt very welcome. <laughs> and yeah, I, I did. But they've been uh, helpful on a number of occasions. Like we had the Indigenous Peoples Day that was passed by the city council in uh, 2017, 18. And that was like, you know, we're moving forward in the name of uh, reconciliation and healing. And I've always felt that that was that was at the forefront of our efforts and our work, and you know, connecting with people in this community. And there was there wasn't any tension or anything that was distracting, you know, that would uh, take away from what we're trying to do here in Mankato. And now, Sarah, have you been a part of all with, with this through the years and helping with the planning and that sort of thing as well? Well, I haven't been on the powwow committee. I've been raising kids and, and <laughs> kind of behind the scenes. But with the powwow, um, the first few years we were here, I helped with the uh, college students and who would come and volunteer at the powwow committee, kind of gave them a, a Native American uh, fry bread making lesson and also a little bit of history about what they were being um, part of. Um, I also was part of, um, when we first got here, the committee and the discussions around the um, <coughs> the statue down at Reconciliation Park that has all the names of the people who d- were hung. Down by the library. Yep, yep. Uh, and I think, you know, you asking about reconciliation, I think that experience really showed me how the community was willing to have some tough dialogue because not everybody was supportive of that statue. And and there were some conversations, and um, and it, it, it impressed me how people, even though, you know, it, there were some uncomfortable things, people were willing to have have those tough conversations. And, and there were um, discussions, and eventually the, uh, the statue, uh, the remembrance was put up. And, uh, and so I've been part of things in, in the background more than at the forefront. Um, but definitely supporting Dave as he's moved through the, the work of the powwow and the powwow committee. And Dave just found out just this past September that he has been diagnosed with ALS. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know you mentioned before we got on the air that it may affect your speech a little bit. So hope people are understanding if you do have any issues. You're doing fine, by the way. <laughs> uh, but it's something that must have been a shock because you're such an active person. 
Yeah, it was a, definitely a shock, and you know, um, I get uh, um, distracted by my voice sometimes, so it affects my my train of thought. And sometimes I I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, mumbling here and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's part of my journey, you know. And uh, um, so yeah, it was uh, you know been quite an adjustment for us and. But you know we're the kind of people that we try to look at uh, the strengths that we have versus the the weakness. So um, you know it was interesting that um, that chain of thought came up when I was walking. I was always always because uh, I have a um, weakness in my right foot, and I was focusing on the weakness for a while. Then I said, wait a minute. I'm gonna focus on my my good foot, and just you know focus on the strength, and that that that, that actually helped me walk better, believe it or not. Wow. But yeah, this uh, um, so we've been proactive, and uh, we did a lot of search research and stuff. We got involved with the with the ALS Foundation and the chapter here in the, in the three state region. And they've been just so much resources uh, uh, connected with uh, support groups through Facebook. And Sarah, she's been behind all that, really. So I think thankful for her. Um, but yeah, we, now we're trying to make our home handicap accessible. And that's, uh, um, that's what we need to do. Because this, you know, this terminal disease no cure is uh, going to affect my walking. Um, my body's getting weaker, and uh, you know I'll eventually lose my voice at some point. Well, that's why we're so glad to have you on because I do know people who have lost their voice. I mean, their their minds are clear, but they can't express themselves, and that's why you know I'm happy that we are able to have you chatting with us today to share some of your thoughts and ideas and things and especially with your work in the community through the years you have given so much to the community and I know there is a, a fundraiser to help the community give back to you to all, for all you have given and I wanted to mention that it's a come and go benefit for Dave Braveheart it's not till February but you know you're certainly welcome to they've got a, a GoFundMe page as well but Saturday February 19th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship in Mankato. There is an event that will feature Native American tacos, fry bread, and wajapi. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Berry pudding. And they're having a silent auction and all kinds of uh, different things to contribute to help Dave. And like I said, he has given so much to the community, so it's it's time really for for giving back to uh, to folks. Uh, He was diagnosed, I believe it was in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about that journey, um, Sarah. Well, um, about a year ago, we started noticing um, a few changes in Dave and uh, a little bit of slurred speech, some weakness in his hand, uh, weakness in his foot, weakness in his torso. And we didn't know what all that added up to. ALS is a is a slippery diagnosis um, to make, and so we started working with uh, his primary doctor, essentially to to address. And as we found out later, it was ruling things out. 
We ruled out carpal tunnel for mm-hmm. his hand. We ruled out strokes for his speech. And um, by September, Dave and I were on the edge of our seat and really wondering where is this headed. And then the diagnosis of ALS came, which was a very hard diagnosis. Um, but uh, like Dave said, we're going to focus on our strengths and see what greatest potential we can make of this. Okay, that's that's just how we that's how we perceive the world. That's that's what we try and do in this in this lifetime. So we joined the local foundation. We um, asked people for help and and um, formed a, a committee eventually out of those good friends who wanted to help. And they've helped put together this come and go benefit that's going to be in February. Like you said, we do have the GoFundMe page um, that's up and active now. How do we find that? Um, you can look GoFundMe Dave Braveheart. Okay. And it should um, pop up. Um, you can also go to Dave Braveheart's ALS um, Facebook page, which is called Dave Braveheart's Journey with ALS. It's a public Facebook page. You don't have to be a member of Facebook. You can find that. Dave also has a Caring Bridge. So you can look up Caring Bridge, Dave Braveheart, where he keeps an active journal. Um, We're making adjustments. I think, you know, weekly we're seeing... Dave need more and more assistance. Um, it's it's not just that he's tired by the end of the day. It's that he's using a cane all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, talking is getting harder. Thankfully, here at MSU, there's a voice banking program that he's able to take part in. And so he comes up to MSU a couple times a week and, and voice banks. What does that mean? Well, they uh, preserve your voice. So I <laughs> have to do all these phrases. You know, and uh, oh, really? You know, I've never I had heard to of do this. over four thousand phrases that so, you record. For example, what what kind of phrases? Like, "Hi, my name is," or well, the ones that uh, Sarah recommended is, uh, "Yes, honey." <laughs> right away, right yes. away, dear. Yes, dear. You're the most gorgeous woman I ever <laughs> met, my dear. <laughs> All those are great. Well, so so they bank uh, these, and then what did what happens with them then? Well, what they try to do is really. Um, the uh, whatever it is, the recording comes back, but they make make it sound like your voice. So it's you. Yeah. So it's actually me. So when your voice does leave, then you can basically push buttons or something to say what you want to say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a yeah. Tell them about that. <laughs> there's eye recognition software that's pretty amazing. So. You know, ALS attacks and withers all your muscles. Right. And so sometimes um, all you have left are your, your eyes that can move. And, and really, you know, if it's your hand or your foot or whatever, any, any kind of, of body, can, body part can, can make the voice, um, voice recordings activated with some really amazing software. And so there's great adaptive things out there that uh, by building this voice bank, we'll be able to still hear Dave's voice and he can still tell us what he needs and tell us jokes and tell us <laughs> whatever he needs to tell us. Are you banking all the good jokes? <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, here's one for you. Tune in to KMSU 89.7 FM, The Maverick.
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, but, but seriously, I, I didn't realize we did that. I assume that's part of the communication disorders studies here we have at the university. So that's amazing technology, and I did not know that was something that was done here. Yeah, I've been coming up, uh, I think, since October, maybe. Okay. And uh, doing it twice a week. Um, I'm going to be uh, coming up here on Friday and spend an hour doing some more voice banking. So, you know. Do you get to choose, or do they, you know, have tell you certain things that might be useful? Yeah, I get to choose, um, <laughs> you know, the dates and you know the times, and but work with their schedule, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know they've been a, a great team, uh, Tessa and uh, William are the, the ones you're working yeah, with up here at the university. Yeah, it's a phenomenal people. Well, that's and we have some good laughs too, because <laughs> some of the phrases are like, "What was that?" <laughs> Are, are you trying, you know, with all your work with the powwow, with reconciliation, are you trying to preserve some of that so you're able to express that in the future? Because that is such an important part of who you are. Well, that's a good question because we haven't got that far. But uh, we're, we, you know, they have asked we, you know, for phrases that I think would be important. Even, uh, um, you know, family names and all that. We have a list of that and... Uh, uh, the Dakota, Lakota words stuff. So yeah, we're we're gonna make that happen. Good. So. I'm I'm glad to hear that because you know they talk about the the language of Lakota Dakota disappearing. But I think isn't there a program here at MSU where they actually teach that? Yeah, and one a, of the few. Yeah, they uh, teach a Dakota language. Yeah. Nobody can get the professor's name. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. But but the, I mean, the fact that you are somebody who has that background and to hear that in your voice is so important. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you're you're doing that. But yeah. such a such a hard thing to go through. How are you handling it, Sarah? You mentioned that you know you're you're trying to be positive. Is that part of your spirituality, or where does that come from inside somewhere? Well, I think that um, <clears throat> I think it's probably part of my personality. Probably part of the way that I was raised. But I think, yes, I think it is a part of spirituality. Uh, Spirituality has always been a big part of our family life. And um, having an active prayer life that's compassionate, that's thinking of others, that's um, making, choosing the right thing, having good values. And so, you know, I want Dave to be involved in everything that he can be for as long as he can be. And so being able to get in and out of the house, being able to have a vehicle where we can easily go to the powwow, we can easily visit family, we can do the things that he enjoys doing that that are important for our family strength. That's that's the goal. And so um, for me, I'm I'm really staying active with uh, trying to stay one step ahead of ALS and uh, the neurologist who diagnosed Dave, the head neurologist from Mayo Clinic, shared with us that ALS isn't just one disease, it's many diseases. Okay. And so that's why sometimes somebody gets ALS and they live with it for 20 or 30 years. Other times somebody lives with it for only a couple years. Uh, we were told they thought Dave had a form of ALS that gave him a prognosis of about three to five years. And so we're just trying to pack all kinds of great things into life, make lots of good memories, 
Um, I'll be applying for a Team Gleason grant. Maybe our family will go on a family vacation with all the kids and grandkids. Um, if not, we're, we're making the memories here in Mankato, and, and we took all the grandkids to go see our older son dance in Mankato Ballet's Aww. performance. Our, our son is a dancer there, and, you know, you, you can always make good memories wherever you are and whatever you're doing, and, and we're just trying to stay one step ahead of this, of this disease. Well, that's a hard thing to do. I give you props for maintaining your strength. Dave, you know, you're, you're obviously a very involved with this community, and it's a very important part of your life. What do you want people to remember about Dave Braveheart in connection with this community? <laughs> Good question. Uh, he was a legend in his own mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, that's, there's always that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, uh, you know, it just, the power is really important in you know, the the pair that the Amos Owens it started with the Powell and with the Bud Lawrence and Jim Buckley. My goal was to keep keep that going. You know, to stay true to that pair and for healing and for for the the Dakota people, but also for non native people to have that appreciation, uh, that respect for the Dakota land here in, in Minnesota, Mankato area. And I know that the city is planning to uh, do a land acknowledgement when they do a public uh, presentation or whatever. And I think that that's really speaks to volumes to how they're embracing uh, reconciliation and, and uh, healing. So be a, to be a part of that, to support that, the um, the community, the city reaches out to me often for some input on things that are impacting and might impact uh, uh, the uh, Dakota community. So I appreciate that. Just just being a um, a, a voice and a uh, that's another word I can't think of. That's <laughs> a, a champion of uh, advocate. Uh, probably is a good word. Yeah, that that's a good one. And uh. well, and I think you're a great link. I mean, one of the great things about Dave um, and the work that he has done is building relationships. You know, there's a phrase at the end of Lakota prayers, Matakuye Oyasi, which means all my relatives. And Dave really um, has approached this work of reconciliation by acknowledging all his relatives, whether they're Indian or non-Indian. And I don't mean cousins or brothers, but I mean the, the relationships that we all have with each other. And he's been really good about not only working with the city or MSU, but also with all of the Dakota tribes here in southern Minnesota. So oftentimes, you know, when the city calls or somebody calls and talks to him about something, he'll also go to the tribal councils or the elders of those Dakota reservations and communities here in southern Minnesota and communicate with them. And so I think building that relationship so that the Dakota people um, have a voice through Dave here in Mankato has been really, really helpful. 
Thank you. Well said. Oh, that's <laughs> so. That, I, I love yeah. that that you're doing that. But just remind folks again, Dave is is undergoing a journey now. He's he's taken a lot of people on a wonderful journey to, toward reconciliation. Now he's on a journey with ALS and coming to terms with what that means for his life in terms of changing in his life. So there is a, a benefit for Dave Braveheart. Uh, Saturday, February 19th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. Now, that's a long ways off, I know, but there's also uh, GoFundMe under Dave Braveheart, a Caring Bridge site as well, and a Facebook site. So if you're able and willing to help someone who's given so much to the community, I encourage you to do so. Uh, also, I know that the Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union has a Dave Braveheart account that you can contribute to as well. And... Uh, it's just something I think helping others and, and I think you have done so much to the community that it's just nice for the community to, to give back to you and I want to thank you any final words from you Dave um, here on KMSU today yeah I just want to say how medaka be machante washday not be chusapalo Dave Braver in much happy and basically what I said is how my relatives is with a good heart I shake your hand and uh, I always instruct to my family and my kids is wherever you go, be a good relative. Embrace those values of, values of uh, uh, compassion, patience, understanding, uh, forgiveness, and just you know, be that good relative that uh, that you know our ancestors have always tried to portray wherever we go. So, just want to extend that again to to people here in Mankato and um, I'm very appreciative of of, uh, of Mankato and how it's you know, welcomed us to this community. So then KMSU has been very, very <laughs> supportive of the Powan over the years and we appreciate your donation. So that uh, we'll continue that relationship. So Thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story, Dave. Dave and Sarah Braveheart, uh, long journey, uh, but just want to say we are so pleased that we can be a part of hopefully helping you and, and thanking you for all that you've given to this community. And hopefully others listening will be able to, to assist as well. Because like you said, making the, the home wheelchair accessible, that's all, the, all those things that go with that that you maybe don't even think about yet in your journey. So thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it very much. Any final words from you, Sarah? Um, well, welcome people to the benefit. It's come and go benefit, very COVID um, aware. And so okay. the silent auction is online. GoFundMe is online. Drive through and grab an Indian taco. We appreciate the support. Thank all right. you. That's February 19th coming up, but go online and find all the other things that are related to this t for the Dave Braveheart benefit. Appreciate you both. Thanks again. And by the way, Dave, you mentioned you were in your early 60s, correct? 64. Does that make you an elder? It or does. Because you said you consult the elders, and I thought, well, when do you become an elder? <laughs> I know. There's always someone older than me is an elder. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so you're still one of the young guys. I am. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you both. Yeah, thank thank you. you.